So, good afternoon, Sangha. Today, in our Brahma Vihara, or Divine Abode practice, we are going to be dipping into forgiveness. Forgiveness meditation. So how about just listening to what I'm saying, but don't necessarily um, have it be a cognitive process. I'm actually speaking to Chitta now. So Chitta, we're going to start practicing forgiveness. And um, one of the most beautiful forgiveness schemas I've seen is by um, Desmond Tutu and his daughter. I don't know if anyone is aware of um, Desmond Tutu's. He actually has a forgiveness course that he gives. And you can find it online. But he, um, he and his daughter, what's his daughter's name, do you know? I feel so bad. Because she's probably the worker bee behind all of it, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, they've articulated these two cycles around forgiveness. There is the revenge cycle and the forgiveness cycle. And in the revenge cycle, what happens is we are exposed to some hurt or some harm or some loss and that might be a trigger for pain. And then with the pain, we oftentimes unconsciously, but sometimes consciously, we choose to return that harm or that hurt or that loss. But oftentimes we just automatically move to return it because that is one of the strong sankaras or the strong habit patterns that we have in this heart-mind process. So the pain um, turns into an intention to harm or to retaliate or to fight back. And in that cycle, it's a rejection. One way to think about that, that is we reject our shared humanity. We reject, reject that we are all in this together. And that even if we did nothing to intentionally harm another, because of the first noble truth, you know, that there's a lot of suffering being born in this realm. We reject that shared humanity and we retaliate or pay back or revenge, which leads to violence and cruelty. 
and more hurt and harm and loss. That's the revenge cycle. Pain, choosing to harm, consciously or unconsciously, rejecting our shared humanity, retaliation, cruelty, and then more hurt and harm. But in our forgiveness cycle, in our much more wholesome cycle based on wisdom, what happens is that we have hurt or harm or loss, which leads to pain and a choice in the moment in pain, the choice to heal. We get experience pain. (coughs) And in a moment based on our positive qualities, based on the qualities that we are nurturing here, the field that we are plowing and giving compost to, a intention to heal arises. And then this process, Desmond Tutu calls it the fourfold process. One is we tell the story. Two, we name the hurt. Three, we grant forgiveness. And this is a recognition of shared humanity. That, wow, we're all human and we all can cause suffering. But we, acknowledging shared humanity, acknowledging the first noble truth, Why do we think there's not going to be suffering? Of course there is. And then the fourth phase is either renewing the relationship or releasing the relationship. Those are our options to renew or release. We don't have to renew our relationship with people we forgive. We don't have to. We can, or wisdom can tell us, nope, don't want to do that. And that's true of ourselves as well. I guess we have to renew our relationship with ourselves, but just to outline ourselves how some past action has hurt ourselves, to name the hurt. And in a way, we can put a mindfulness frame around that. That was this hurt. This is what it feels like energetically. This is the thoughts and emotions it produces. And just to really see it clearly without a lot of identifying, you know. That's one cloud that crosses awareness. And then to renew our love of this mind-body process. Or if it's towards another, decide, decide with wisdom whether to renew or release. So chitta, what is needed now?
Here are some phrases that, for forgiveness, that our beloved friend Eric Kolvig has developed. I think they're excellent phrases. So let's just do some forgiveness meditation first towards ourselves. Of course, this is totally voluntary. You're invited to do what keeps you most connected in this moment. But if you'd like to try it, you might recall some ways that you might have harmed yourself, maybe little things. things that you want to forgive yourself for. And you can try on these phrases. I allow myself to be imperfect. I allow myself to make mistakes. I allow myself to be a learner, still learning life's lessons. I forgive myself. I allow myself to be imperfect and to make mistakes. I allow myself to be a learner, still learning life's lessons. I forgive myself. If I cannot forgive myself now, may I forgive myself in the future. Let's work with those phrases for a while.
now <coughs> bring <coughs> bring to mind <coughs> excuse me <coughs> bring to mind oh, I can't talk <coughs> bring to mind ways in which other people might have harmed us like this cold bug I have. Cold bug, you're hurting me. Or maybe there's <clears throat> someone in your life now or in your past. Maybe start with things that are not so major. And as far as we can, let's extend some forgiveness to them. I have a deva over here. A deva has come out. Thank you. So extending forgiveness to those who have hurt us, maybe with some phrases like, just as I allow myself to be imperfect, I allow you to be imperfect. I allow you also to make mistakes. You are a learner, still learning life's lessons. I forgive you. I forgive you. So just as Temple was saying this morning with the difficult person, picking someone to begin with who is easier. That may be easier for you to give and offer forgiveness to. So just as I allow myself to be imperfect, so I allow you to be imperfect. I allow you also to make 
mistakes. I allow you to be learners, still learning life's lessons. I forgive you. And if you're finding a lot of pain or hurt emerging, you might place a hand over your heart or hold yourself by almost in a hug, holding your arms, 
You might bring in some compassion practice, self-compassion. May I hold this pain, this hurt, with kindness and care. May I hold this pain with kindness and compassion. And then now asking for forgiveness from others for the harm that you may have done to them. And again, just taking, taking someone or an, an event or an example or a reflection of an easier um, person or situation, not the hardest thing. And using the following phrases, please allow me to be imperfect. Please allow me to make mistakes. Please allow me to be a learner, still learning life's lessons. 
please forgive me. If you cannot forgive me now, please try to forgive me sometime in the future. So again, the phrase is, please allow me to be imperfect. Please allow me to make mistakes. Please allow me to be a learner, still learning life's lessons. Please forgive me. If you cannot forgive me now, please try to forgive me sometime in the future.
And again, if you're feeling a lot of pain or hurt emerging, just bringing those gentle self-compassion to yourself. Maybe using the phrase, may I hold myself with kindness and care. May I hold myself with forgiveness. So I'd like to end the sit with this little story for Chitta. It's a story about a customer, a woman calling tech support for some help. Tech support. Yes, ma'am, how can I help you? Customer. Well, after much consideration, I've decided to install love. Can you guide me through the process? Tech support, yes, I can help you. Are you ready to proceed? Customer, well, I'm not very technical, but I think I'm ready. What do I do first? Tech support, the first step is to open your heart. Have you located your heart, ma'am? Yes, but there are several other programs running now. Is it okay to install love while they're running? What programs are running, ma'am? Let's see, I have past hurt, low self-esteem, grudge, and resentment running right now. (laughs) Tech support, no problem. Love will gradually erase past hurt from your current operating system. It may remain in your permanent memory but it will no longer disrupt other programs. Love will eventually override low self-esteem with a module of its own called self-compassion.
However, you have to completely turn off grudge and resentment. Those programs prevent love from being properly installed. Can you turn those off, ma'am? Customer, I don't know how to turn them off. Can you tell me? <laughs> With pleasure. Go to your start mem menu and invoke forgiveness. Do this as many times as necess necessary until grudge and resentment have completely erased. Customer, okay, done. Love has started installing itself. Is that normal? Yes, but remember, you only have the base program. You need to begin connecting to other hearts in order to get the upgrades. <laughs> Customer, oops, I have an error message already. It says, error program, not run on external components. What should I do? Don't worry, ma'am. It means the love program is set up to run on internal hearts, but has not yet been run on your heart. In non-technical terms, it means you have to love yourself before you can love others. What should I do? Can you pull down self-acceptance? Then click on the following. Forgive self, realize your worth, acknowledge your limitations. Customer, okay, done. Tech support. Now copy them to the My Heart directory. The system will overwrite any conflicting files and begin patching faulty programming. Also, you need to delete verbose self-criticism <laughs> from all directories and empty your recycle bin to make sure it's completely gone and never comes back. Let me repeat that. Delete verbose self-criticism. Got it. Hey, my heart is filling up with new files. Smile is playing on my monitor, and peace and contentment are copying themselves all over my heart. Is that normal? Sometimes, for others, it takes a while. For others, it takes a while. But eventually, everything gets downloaded at the proper time. So love is installed and running. Once again, before we hang up, love is freeware. Be sure to give it and all of its various modules to everyone you meet. Then you will in turn, they will in turn share it with others and return, return some cool modules back to you. Customer, I promise to do just that. I love that part about Delete verbose self-criticism. <laughs> so are there any questions? Oh, sure, yeah. Wasn't Sarah great? We love Sarah's voice in the room.
That was really hard. <laughs> um, I found that I was having a really hard time, even with myself, and uh, I felt a lot of resistance, a lot of aversion to it. Would you maybe offer some tips? Hmm. Yeah, it's not easy. And for some reason, my heart wants to go to like the most difficult person right away, right? <laughs> that person shows up. I think, you know, what we're practicing here is setting an intention to do something. And even if we just say the phrases, and particularly the phrase, if I can't forgive you now, may I be able to forgive you in the future? That, you know, we're, we're cultivating that in this heart and mind. And I think patience is excellent. Patience as perseverance, just to... Actually, you know, um, I love the three reflections on the three characteristics too that you know why do I expect things to be perfect everything is imperfect so you could just do a reflection imperfect and then maybe remembering that everything is temporary you're feeling this way this is the you that is showing up right now but that by its nature is going to change that's its nature to change so it's impermanent it's imperfect and impermanent. And then finally, you know, we didn't invent anger and resentment. That existed long before we were here. Those are really strong forces in our environment and in our families and intergenerationally and in our systems. So it's also not personal, so it's impersonal. So do a reflection of, you know, imperfect, impermanent, impersonal. And then just surrender to this is the way it is right now. Which is an equanimity phrase, actually. This is the way it is. Imperfect, impermanent, impersonal. Here's one back here. Can you speak to the uh, relationship or difference between compassion and forgiveness? Compassion and forgiveness? Yeah. Mm. You know, that's a good question. I was thinking you know, I have an understanding that, or my experience has been that all of the Brahma Viharas are essentially the same energetic force. It just changes depending on what it's looking at, right? It's an energetic force of realizing our interconnectedness and our common humanity. That, um, and actually right now when I get hurt by, you know, 
when I'm feeling pain, emotional pain or whatever, particularly emotional pain, my first inclination is to think, wow, I really want to feel this pain because I want it to water the seeds of my own intention for non-harming. It's like, I don't want to be the cause of anyone feeling this. So I really take in my own pain and let it water the seeds of my own non-harming intention. So I love that. It's like we can use even the most weirdest things for our own welfare and the welfare of others to use it for that. So would forgiveness be that same energy? I think it is. I think that, that forgiveness could be that same energetic force of um, you know, realizing just as I make mistakes, and you know, it's partly influenced by seeing what's going on in here. Have you guys seen what's going on in there? I mean, it's pretty crazy. And to realize that it's, that's not personal, that's how we're all experiencing life. There's so much confusion and clinging and identity formation over and over and views and greed to, you know, sensual attachments. You know, so I think that, I think that fundamentally compassion and forgiveness are probably in part rooted in an understanding that we're all in this together. So in that way, I think that they're connected. Thank Does you. anybody have any other thoughts on that? Do you? Oh. I'm all into wisdom democracy. We don't have time for that right now, but I'm sure there are others who have good... Re- Do you have a reflection on that? compassion for someone who's harmed me to understand maybe the pain that they've gone through in their life or things that they're dealing with and then forgiveness to me is another level of letting it go as it's impacted me in a sense right oh how it's impacted you that's true yeah that's good because that brings up to me that you know we have you know, it's not like one victim identity. We have all of these victim identities related to all of those hurts, right? This I, me, and mine that's created every time we take identity around those things that, and we take it also personally, like it was their lack of love for us or their lack of concern and yeah. So that's where the me comes in. I love it, let go of the me, I love that, yeah. Well, just to bring in the me, um, <laughs> I um, felt that the phrase "I'm sorry" uh, is missing. I mean, I would want to say "I'm sorry" to somebody that I had hurt, and just saying, you know, forgive me for being um, a learner and for being making mistakes and all that stuff isn't quite enough. Yeah. So no, I yeah. I mean, we are all so invited as the Buddha said on his deathbed, so it must have been important, right? We are all invited to be our own coaches and our own guides in this. So yeah, that's beautiful. I'm sorry. I messed up. I take responsibility for how I messed up. I'm sorry. I will try to understand that deeply. 
yeah. But that's, you know, that's one of the beauties of the Desmond Tutu um, forgiveness practice. Uh, and actually, there's another forgiveness practice. There's an office of forgiveness at Stanford, another professor who does work on forgiveness, who actually is also a practitioner here. And he says that forgiveness is really for us. It's not for the other person, really. It's for us, as you were saying, that last comment about letting go, that's what it's about. It's about, you know, one analogy is that all of these resentments are like, um, you know, planes coming in to an airport and the air traffic controller has to control all these planes coming in. And once we can let go of all of these resentments and hurts, it just clears up the sky. It's like, it, it, it's, uh, you know, the clouds, um, over our awareness just clears that up and allows us to get more in touch with what the nature of pure awareness is. And that is that interconnectedness, that intimacy that we all really want. That is the truth of what, you know, that's the truth. And our truth is obstructed by resentment and by the, you know, hundreds of manifestations of greed, hatred, and delusion. We're just trying to let go of those all in order to feel the truth of interconnectedness and groundedness and responsiveness. We can set our intention for that. May we all be awakened. May we all let go of what we don't need.